0: yellow my babies it's me brandon it's the sportive i've got john here hello john good to good to hear from you brandon Mm -hmm. likewise Stuart. are you here
2: i am here and the laptop is plugged into the wall so you've got a full power (laughs) power, well we're uh, counting on we're
1: counting on the saint cloud power grid which is not a foolproof system oh
2: goodness and there's a big thing going on at lake george tonight so i don't know i think chris hockey or somebody is playing in town at Lake George, so it could be uh could be difficult, guys. A lot so of electricity that Chris adapt. Hockey uses, eh? Uh,
1: oh, you never know. Yeah,
2: uses it, a lot
0: of the electricity. It, it,
2: it could be Johnny Home for all I know. That's just
0: either way, Stu, to find out that that Chris Hockey may or may not be in the vicinity of your hometown, and you instead decided a podcast. What a what a commitment! What be a so blessing happy.
1: to all of us.
2: i'd Hashtag I don't blessed. think you guys know just how big a deal Chris Hockey is out here. Um, really? Non metric Yeah, uh, he's on. Well, he's he's basically Tom Bernard without the racism. I mean, he's there. <laughs> um, he's on the most popular morning show, and he's a he's a country rock singer. And that's you know, it checks State a lot Minnesota, of boxes. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, the, that's yeah. a lot right yeah. there. That he draws a lot of water out here and we don't draw shit, Lebowski, so I think uh <laughs> gotta sort of uh doff your tip your tip your cap to uh Chris up on that front.
0: Yep. It's
1: like it's like the new generation's version of Sid Hartman for my dad's generation, if Sid Hartman was also in the moody blues. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I, uh, I almost started doing a sid that's the, good i'm glad i pulled the, i pulled the nose up on that <laughs> one real quick so. yeah that was i was gonna try i was gonna try to do him him singing like you know gemini dream or something and that just would have been terrible
0: <clears throat> you thought better of it i did we're learning things yeah mm-hmm. well let's uh let's talk sports sports buddies
2: Alrighty, let's do this what what's on the what's on the table brandon
0: I don't know. I think we should probably start up by talking about the Vikings. It, you know. Go Vikings. I think we uh, need to
1: start up by talking about Stu's cousin painting an ambulance Vikings scholars. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is very true. Um my cousin Cole is uh he does auto detailing for for his job. And uh his uh fiance and um their family, they're season ticket holders, so they bought an old ambulance and had Cole and his work buddies turn they turned loose on them. and uh it is now painted with the Vikings logo, purple, gold, skull. Uh there's a defend the north on the back where the doors are where the gurney goes in. I mean, it's it's, it's something. Sweet. Yeah, um and there so that'll be if you're going to a Vikings game, I think they're they're in one of the lots. It's going to be hard to miss because it's a fucking ambulance painted Vikings color. So it's really hard to miss. It's, um, it's as we like to say out here, quite the deal.
0: It really is, you know. And it's impressive craftsmanship, I have to say. That is not. It, is. it, it does not shock me that he's a professional detailer. Yeah, he's, because like, that he's was... like
2: legitimate. He's. It's his job to do that. He's legitimately great at it, and so I'm not surprised that it turned out the way it did. But it's still. It's still an actual ambulance that has it, the Minnesota Vikings
1: on it. That the, is honestly, a fact. The biggest surprise of the whole thing, Viking season ticket holder, old ambulance, tail, none of that mm. is surprising except for how well done it was. It really was a little too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that all really made threw sense. Me off.
1: And like, then I looked right. closely. I was like, wow, that's that's not just... Two guys, two drunk buddies, painting it with some purple paint they had laying around. Yeah, it's like yeah,
2: you know, it, 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 yeah it wasn't like you know, someone did a, it, they didn't like a make a weekend project out of it. Where they got a case of beer and just pulled, it, put it out in the driveway and just started going to town on it. And you know, by the tenth yeah. beer, you're just painting. You know, fuck you, Packers, and every word <laughs> is misspelled. You, they actually, you know, there's some craft and artistry involved in it. So it's yeah, it's great. So my cousin, yeah. uh, Cole Carlson, out of Hector, Minnesota. Good Shout out job. to Cole. Yep. Really excellent, nice. So excellent
1: craftsmanship really... and Vikings fandom really are not things that you hear in the same sentence very often. No, the Venn the diagram
0: same. to that is there's just yeah. one tiny little millimeter overlap, and that's where Cole lives. It's, he's by yes. himself. Yes. <laughs> so I don't really know the tailgating scene for Vikings games. Oh, I'm, I hope you guys were sitting down. I should have said this is going to be a shocking statement. Um, is that it's? It looks to me like it's a fucking ambulance that's that's immaculately painted. He's going to be the toast yes. of the town. Is that right, or is yes. that just par for the course for some of these rubes? Oh,
2: I, I I think people have like you know other things that are emblazoned. I think uh, I some someone did like a small little party bus type situation. I think mm-hmm. like um maybe like there's a campers and shit like that. Maybe some air like those airstream. Sure. rvs i think I'll checks out but um so yeah that's yeah I, I don't think they're alone in this but i think this is a really well executed version of that and as far as where i don't know where the tailgaters are anymore right. i don't know where they were at the metrodome for that matter oh they were over by the old liquor depot weren't they yeah and, that sounds right well,
1: for the yeah. younger for younger listeners there once was a time when north of the metrodome along Washington Avenue. Right now you go there, you stand there and you throw a tennis ball in any direction. It'll bounce off one condo and hit another. That used to be all (laughs) dirt parking lots. Literally for blocks, dirt parking lots that would fill up with humanity on Viking Sundays and go for Saturdays Mm -hmm. and were otherwise abandoned hell holes. And somehow in less than 20 years, that's turned into the hippest, most built-up place in Minneapolis. I don't quite understand why that took and, until twenty eleven to happen. But
2: and, and yeah. John somehow more more joyless somehow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> somehow sadder <laughs> hellholes now than they were in the days of the liquor depot.
2: I think I'm, I'm almost certain I may have told this story, but we're on like whatever 250 or whatever on this. Yep. I swear to God that I bought a Coors Party Ball underage at the liquor depot a thousand years ago. I <laughs> think I think so. That's what the, that's the old I am. So no, it shouldn't be shocking at all. But yeah, I, I have fond memories of that liquor depot, and uh, I don't. I can't even imagine what the rent on any of the um, condos are. On the spot where uh, the liquor depot once lay,
0: Stu, I have a question for you. It's really showing yeah. my age here. What is a party ball?
2: <laughs> oh goodness! Um, the The late eighties, early nineties. Um, the, uh, the I, mean, I think <laughs> it's a
0: small keg. That's uh, just so yeah, you know. Yeah. I just want to at least start out and cut you off and say I, I'm not. Le- yeah. I'm not eleven years old. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted
2: to- the uh, the, uh, Coor- the Coors yeah. family. Um, the Coors family of adult beverages uh would allow you to buy dispo- basically disposable plastic kegs they looked like like it, you know like the, have you ever seen like an actual like popcorn popper that you use oil on it's got like that yellow globe over it
0: sure it's like Love there, those. it's like Classic. it's like
2: if you had another half of that globe so it turned oh. into an actual ball and that's where the beer went i want to say maybe it's about like a six gallon uh container of beer so like Um,
0: 50 beers or something
2: um you know i don't recall being good at math at the time sure no i'm sorry that's you know
0: what that's that's my b
2: that's my b that could have been the range roughly but yeah it existed and then it just went away it just it was like Yahoo Serious it was there and then it was gone and no one really knows why but it was there and I, I saw it I bought it I,
0: you conquered. You know, <laughs> drank,
2: I I drank out of it in gravel parking and gravel pits in uh, Renville County so yeah it's uh, it was a real thing the, not the Yahoo Serious for the record
1: the party ball was definitely the beer container of choice if you're going drinking somewhere that involves a minimum maintenance road
2: Yes, yeah. If the plows are not going to touch it in the winter, that's where you would find maybe a disused party ball.
0: Right. Okay. uh, Google.com is telling me a party ball is fifty-five beers.
2: Wow. Good guess.
0: Yeah. Cool. Say what you will about Brandon, but his beer math
1: skills are impeccable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my minor. Better be good. (laughs) That was that was a required minor at Duluth.
0: Yes, it sure was not an elective. Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. So we were going to talk about the Vikings game, and that did not happen.
1: And we ended up to- talking about cheap beer in huge quantities. So I think we're on brand yeah. here.
0: Well, we started yeah. out with the ambulance. Uh, the Vi- Do they haven't a- Stu? I had a couple other follow-ups. Do they have a name sure. for it yet?
2: They do not.
0: They okay.
2: do not. Right. I will. I think. Um, wouldn't. Like skull patrol be something maybe I don't Yeah. Know. It that's rhymes. Good. so OK. There's
0: I'll probably a couple too. puns that you could get, something that rhymes with am ambulance, <laughs> and you know, makes more a little bit. Um, something I'm involving
1: sh- Aaron Rodgers' fragile collarbones?
0: Ooh: Yes. Yes. Um, maybe too. Funny. But anyway, uh, I noticed that you have posted visual evidence of this on your Twitter webpage. Yeah. Um is it doing numbers? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's doing some numbers.
0: <laughs> doing some numbers. That's the reason I'm asking is uh I just figured that's uh it very it's it's very nice looking thing and I imagine people are just super pumped about it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 doing well. I was already doing well on like, you know, Renville County Facebook, but that's sure. Uh that's sure. kind of different from my my audience is a little different.
0: Yeah, not much overlap. Uh, did you just get a picture sent to you or did you see it in person?
2: Um, I, he actually posted <laughs> it, um, on his, uh, page Nightcrab. Grab Okay. There, okay. So you haven't been invited
0: so into the <laughs> skull patrol I yet. Not,
2: no, I haven't been down. Uh, he works at, a, um, here's a, here's a Renville County deep cut for you. He works in Danube, Minnesota. And uh, I, have not been down Danube. To, I have not been down to Danube, uh, lately. So, uh. But it you're will be. I think it'll it'll be at Saturday. Yeah, it is by Bellevue, John. Very good. Um, you're it in will Bellevue be at th- Sacred Heart. <sighs> Listen, John, I you you you're talking to me, John. Come on. Um, <laughs> um it w- the, the 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 ambulance or the skull patrol will be at uh to, I think the Saturday is the uh, I like to call the uh, the home friendly preseason opener, um, and that will be against I think Seattle. No, Jacksonville, that Jacksonville, who's in town. Okay. I believe they're, they're having a joint practice as, as we talk right now. But, um, yeah, so uh, we'll be at the home-friendly opener.
0: Outstanding.
1: Brandon, um, do, you have, do you have any other exceptionally strange questions to ask Stu about this? So, <laughs> what file format was the photo that you got in? <laughs> <laughs> We're sort
0: of, uh, uh, so the we really are, we are, really are four in the of dead them? zone, aren't we? We are can really you tell in the dead zone for sports. Can
1: you tell me whether there were any color filters used on that picture? Because it's really it looking in the
0: mail or on a floppy disk or something. You some didn't kind. do a no-filter hashtag, so one's left to wonder. I uh, can't okay, believe fine. we were worried
2: if we'd have time to get to the Timberwolves tonight. I really can't believe <sighs> you were worried Jesus. about that.
0: Uh, okay, so I actually was just stalling because I didn't really want to talk about the preseason game, but I suppose we probably should a little bit. So the Vikings played in a preseason game. I know um, uh, my brother-in-law, who's my number one Vikings fan of my life, told me that Kirk Cousins looked fucking good. Uh, is that true?
2: <laughs> I'm, um, I started watching after they got the touchdown. So. so you don't know? I don't know. He was probably fine. Hmm. Well, it's a, it's we shouldn't fr- be expected to.
0: It was a friendly. We shouldn't be expected to know any of this anyway. We are a Diamondbacks no. podcast, as noted on the last yes. episode. So, yes. Uh, if we don't know, John, let me just—it's just a hail mary here. Did you watch any of the game? Do you have a comment I, on it?
1: I honestly, not only did I not watch the game, I have legitimately no idea whether they won or lost, or how good anybody looked, or. If you had told me Kirk Cousins didn't play because it was only the first Friendly,
0: I would have believed you. Okay, so I am providing some service here being on this episode with the second-hand information from my brother-in-law.
1: You are in second place in terms of information about the first Vikings Friendly on this podcast. Mm -hmm.
0: Yikes, bro. Okay, well, I think that you do know something about uh, the next question I had, and this is for you, John. Uh, How fucked are they this season? Because it. From what I hear, they've lost almost all of their offensive line, and the games haven't even begun yet.
1: Yeah, it's, they already had no offensive line. It's something that we've been yelling about on this podcast for many years. Yep. They've done pretty much nothing, and now it's all, all the spinning plates are falling on their heads, and frankly, it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: And we just continue to wonder why these chickens keep coming home to roost. Right. Makes no sense. Why would they be here?
2: Um, yeah, I the, the uh, I watched the uh, rest of the first quarter. My wife is a huge Broncos fan, and <clears throat> from what I could tell, um, the Broncos are actually, despite having our, our boy Case, um, they're they're in a lot of trouble if he goes down because uh, their backup uh, Paxton Lynch, who is a first round selection by the them, um, may have been a bigger reach in the first round than Christian Ponder was. Um, he, oh, looked, boy. yeah, Whoa. he was, I think he got, after the game, he actually did get demoted and they actually did put out a press release saying that he had been demoted, which is, which is rare. You know, they don't usually like to like tear down yeah. the confidence of their number one pick <laughs> from the year before, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he was, he was very bad. Um, he's, he stood out as being bad and my wife was very sad about it. And, uh, the Vikings, uh, they're, fourth or fifth string running back had two uh, touchdowns and i can't i think and i know his first name is rock beyond that yeah his name is rock and he looked sort of like Jarek mckinnon i guess i think was the comparison people were using cuz he was a smaller dude and uh, you know quick and stuff so those are the two things that stood out uh, the broncos backup quarterback who was the only first round quarterback in the game and was like the worst of all the quarterbacks who played and uh, the Vikings, I think, have a new third-string running back. There. Uh, just call me Arif Hassan, everybody. Yeah.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah, we'll cut out okay. that first 14 and a half minutes.
2: That was pretty valuable. they are
0: just warming each other up. Well, that's good. Okay, and then the next friendly, we're recording this on April, or August 15th. The next friendly is coming up, you said, this weekend?
2: Yep, Saturday against Jacksonville. And then what I like to call the dress rehearsal for the friendly season is the week after. That's the third week. And I believe that is also a home game against Seattle, who is also kind of in that weird, you know, rebuilding phase. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess we'll we'll learn a lot these next two weeks, Brandon, um, if we watch the games, which is, you know, in-depth. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's Saturday. I I feel like I've already...
0: I've been carrying the load here for so long on Viking stuff. I'd love yeah. if one of you guys could pick up the slack.
2: Well, I mean... Shit, John. Saturday <laughs> night... Gosh. I don't know. Um, we were home last Saturday. Am, That's why we watched it a little bit of it. But yeah, I don't know about this Saturday. John, are you... You, you have kids, I'll so you're partying. always home.
1: I'm going to yeah. be hanging out with my, my parents this weekend.
2: So mm, I will okay, be around perfect. my
1: dad. So there's every chance that he will want to leave the cabin and mm-hmm. go into town and see at least the
0: first quarter. So that'll we'll see. It could
3: be fun. Yeah, it could be have fun. Fun. yeah that sounds great.
0: That sounds like a dream. You got to get there, John. Bring yeah. a notebook. Yeah. Copious notes. I want yeah, a, a thirty notes. to forty-five minute review next next episode.
1: I can't, in good conscience, offer one of my patented tape breakdowns until I see the all twenty-two guys. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you've got a reputation
0: to uphold. Mm-hmm.
1: You you see my all twenty two notes and it just is a giant heading at the top that says this camera is at the end of the field OMG That's, <laughs> That's all it. I
0: know. That's all we got. It's fine. Good enough. Okay, do you want to move on?
2: I think I mean, I mean if you I mean who could I mean name a podcast in town that gives you better Vikings coverage.
0: You can't. Don't don't actually answer that. Gleeman and the geek okay, is so about baseball.
2: So Ergo, true. we are the best.
0: We win number one. Yep. So now that we really got, uh, you know, put in our uh, get our money's worth for our fans, uh, mm-hmm. we can move on to baseball. Um, I have an item from um, one of our favorite listeners uh, and an old friend named Chicken sixty nine. Oh yeah, uh, he, so here's he. Has he, the, he, he contributes. The, he
2: contributes to the uh, other Vikings podcast. He's like there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, on. A, he's on another thing. He's in a yeah.
0: rival. Yeah. a rival cast now. Yeah. Um, sort of a correspondent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so here is his... He's got an item for us, and he writes, and I quote, Suhan and Ricey said there are people in the Twins organization who are concerned about Sano's weight. People on the internet went effing crazy. Now that Sano was sent down and lost some weight, he is performing better. Is there causation within this correlation? If so, will the internet apologize to Suhan and or Patrick? End quote. So my challenge to you is, which one of you want to do this?
2: Um, I think he may have the timeline wrong, because the mm-hmm. weight issues mm-hmm. were brought up in the context of him breaking his ankle, which happened when he yep. fouled a ball off of it. And they somehow, yep. the thinking was that he, his weight loss, or his, his, him being overweight, caused his ankle to break, which is not very sound science, but clearly their sources within the organization wanted to get that talking point out there. So, and that gave them the cover to do that. So, um, I have no intention of apologizing because they were completely wrong. He was overweight. I think that's fairly clear considering that he's skinny now, but that mm-hmm. wasn't, that yeah, wasn't they, being overweight doesn't cause your ankle to break. Being overweight, or, I'm sorry, having a ball hit you in the ankle is what causes your ankle to break. So, no, I'm not going to apologize.
0: I would, I'll just say officially, I ain't apologizing for shit. Thank you. There's no way I'm apologizing for anything. I think somewhere the late
2: Clarence Swamptown is smiling about this.
0: You would think. uh, John, will you be apologizing? Well, I, no, I'm not going to (laughs) be apologizing for anything.
1: (laughs) Because frankly, people have been saying Miguel Sano is overweight since before Miguel Sano was born. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that you get to do a touchdown dance now that you've finally been proven right. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's like saying Pablo Sandoval is going to get slow at some point. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. He's he's not built to be fast ever, and he's not built to be fast forever. At some point, mm-hmm. he's going to have problems. You're right, but. He had some awfully good seasons while you were predicting that Pablo Sandoval would never make it, so I don't know that you can claim victory there.
0: Yeah, I certainly remember this the way uh Stuart remembers this. Whereas the actual conversation was, hey, Sano isn't recovering from his injury fast enough. Maybe it's because he's fat. And then we realized a couple weeks later, like, no, it's because he has like a stress fracture or something like he has to actually get a metal rod inserted into his leg um so yeah yep i think yeah. we all agree three we for all three agree three that we, no we, apologies we, yep
2: but we were right and they were wrong and i think i'm glad dr fingers brought it up honestly
0: yeah it gave us a chance to to clear the air as it yeah, were exactly Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um are you guys still watching the minnesota twins
2: um, kind of like uh, white noise, kind of like uh, you know uh, a dad on a Sunday put in put in a golf tournament on you know that that type of you know for puttering or for napping. It's kind of that. There's guys on the team. What the fuck is a Johnny Field?
0: That's sounds like a bit like a like the.
2: It's like you're panicking trying to come up with a video a fake game name. and like. You're panicking. In, like,
0: 1989 where they couldn't get licenses for the actual names. (laughs) Like, Johnny Gomes was not allowed to be used, so they just went with Johnny Field.
2: Yeah.
1: Isn't that legitimately the name of St. John's Football Stadium? That
2: is... uh, Sounds right. It's not.
1: I know the name of the football stadium, St. (laughs) John's (laughs) Graduates. Josh Fiedler, don't at me. (laughs) I do know the name, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I went to the Twins game today, and, yeah, I didn't really recognize. I didn't know who their second baseman was for about four innings until I remember it was Logan Forsyth, uh, which I just could not have picked him out of a lineup. And the first baseman was, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Adrianza, that guy. You know that guy. Wait, Dan, Adrianza playing first base? First base, yep. Why? I I think they're just picking things out of a hat at this point. (laughs) That it doesn't make any sense Mitch you know, Garver I, must be I, dead
1: I was about to complain and then I thought Who, the, who cares There's yeah. literally no reason to care
0: No, no, no reason Tickets were cheap, it was fun um, But no, I'm just kind of conf- it's, it's been a very confusing season Because I, I was kind of on board With almost everything they did In the off season And then a lot of it didn't work And I, ha- I can't possibly admit That I'm stupid so I have to just chalk it up to injuries. Right?
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I think you underestimate. If you're saying that the important thing to you is to be consistent between what you said in February and what you say now, you are underestimating the sport's ability to pivot from excitement <laughs> to anger, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very true. Uh, I can certainly be angry, but I I just can't get on board with uh, our boy geniuses are complete frauds. I want sure to they, be there. What information do you happy? have
1: that suggests they're not
0: complete frauds? Well, I mean, they were pretty good last year. So that's one thing. No, we're uh, talking
1: about the boy geniuses here.
0: I mean, the twins were good last year, so I give them some credit for that. Okay. So that's a whole season. Um, and the second thing is I thought that the guys that they signed all seemed like pretty reasonable deals. And, you know, so that was number two. And then number three, they did finally, which a thing that we were bitching about for years with Terry Ryan, they realized, like, this season, it's not going to happen. We got to get – we got to cut bait. Um, so – I gave him credit for that, too, but I wonder if maybe I'm a total stooge.
1: I think, ultimately, the boy geniuses, the, the thumbs up, thumbs down on their entire tenure really depends on whether they bring Ed back this off
0: season. <laughs> That's right. We are a Diamondbacks podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: If Ed comes back, I'll forgive a lot of things.
0: If he stayed with us, through this summer, I mean, glorious, of course, uh, and then left, we would be bitching that they didn't at least trade him and get a cup, get something for him, right? Or would you have been okay mm, with it?
1: I, I find that I miss Ed more than
0: I enjoy having a bunch of worthless prospects. So true. It's true. Right when I was saying that, I was like, I don't believe this at all. I'm saying right. it, but I don't believe <laughs> I it. I don't
1: agree with anything I'm saying here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I turned into Skip Bayless for a second, and I did not like it. It's not a good place. Mm-hmm. You Just never go full Bayless. Ugh.
2: Just, oh my uh, god! Do you want to point out that the Diamondbacks are in first place in the National League West? Of course I, and we're
0: are. happy for them. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. So I don't know what to do. I did think that they. I. Li- I mean, obviously, like no one is like completely going six to midnight for Lance Lynn and Logan Morrison, but they also were like not crazy expensive signings. So I was just like, oh, they did great. They were in the playoffs. They should be better. They got a little bit better. They look like, you know, if you were a regular person, you'd probably think they were going to be pretty good this year. We are not regular people. We're cynical. Uh, so I, I, I don't remember what we thought was going to happen, but I'm sure it was bad. Mm-hmm. All darkness, sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't get, I can't find as much hatred For these guys, as I typically can with the front office guys.
2: Well, uh, if Lynn and Morrison had, let's say, a top two or three year in their career, like Morrison was almost as good as he was last year, and Lynn was almost as good as that one year he was really good for the Cardinals, would the Twins, Mm -hmm. how much better would the Twins have been this year? Two or three games? Like
0: I was going to say four games. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, without with the, what happened to Sanoa and Buxton is what killed the team. So, I yeah, mean, right. it, it, that may be, and again, maybe that bails out the boy geniuses a little bit, that, you know, they were fucked from the jump, and it sort of hides that these moves did not work out at all. So that may be there. I mean, we may actually need to criticize them a little more because had Sanoa and Buxton been good, in theory, that's a bigger, you know, I think we call it W A R, Brandon, and um, sure do. And um, if uh, those guys like played as they did, that may be the difference between them actually being a couple games back of Cleveland versus seven or eight. So um, I right. actually, th- I, I think yeah. they're. I think honestly, um, they don't. Um, let me get this phrased right. I don't discredit them. It's not their fault that the injuries happened, but these Lin, the Lynn and uh, Morrison sign-ins, um, I think they should probably come in for some criticism because they were bad. And that is some en- analytics for you, folks. They were bad.
0: So, so true. <clears throat> Here's the thing, though. I think they might not have been completely wrong about Lance Lynn. They were right about one thing. Lance Lynn is good, but here's what they were wrong about: just when he's not on the Twins,
2: <laughs> he's Tommy Hurricane. and I, I just don't know if Tommy they factored Herb. that part in.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes in the I, Yankees. Let me look up his. I had his stats open earlier. Yeah, his ERA right now is zero point five
1: four. So think he's ultimately he's Lance good. Lynn is probably better. When he is actually trying to care about what he's doing with the that twins, sounds... it was very clear from the first from the first moment he put on a twins uniform that he he couldn't be bothered to like warm up before the game. Like he just go yeah. out there in the first and be like, "I'm I'm fine, guys. Uh, I'll just warm no. up out here. It's fine. I'll figure it out." Yeah,
0: yeah. He was bad. He was bad it been... and. There have been few
1: athletes in Minnesota history that have been so overtly, outwardly disdainful of being on a Minnesota
0: sports team. (laughs) I hate him so much. God, I'm so happy he's gone. Right. But, I mean, he signed the... I don't know. It's so weird. May he burn in hell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I also looked up uh, how the rest of our friends have been doing on their new teams. Um, Fernando Rodney has not been a heart attack waiting to happen for the A's just yet. Only been three innings, but no no fireworks. His ERA is still zero. So he's also good when he goes to play for somebody else. Brian Dozier, who, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers, because I think he's like... Something's wrong with him. He's injured. He's got like an irregular heartbeat or something goofy going on right now.
1: Yeah, it sounded like he might have a heart condition. So (laughs) thoughts and prayers is actually not that far off.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, So uh, thinking of him, but he also, before that happened, was lights out for the Dodgers. OPS of 931, uh, three bombs and only 50 at-bats, three doubles, just crushing it. So he is also very good when he's not on the Twins. And our beloved Edward, Edward Escobar, still just just cranking away out in Arizona, 780 OPS, just a, a wonderful person, a uh, smile can light up a room, as you know, uh, miss him, miss him to death. So he's still amazing. Here's one thing that I wanted to tell you that made me feel a little bit better. Zach Duke, who... Was on the Twins. I just wanted to remind you guys. An actual pl- member of the Minnesota Twins this season, Zach Duke. Then he went to Seattle, and he's been horse shit. He's been so bad for Seattle. Three innings, six earned runs, and I don't even know if he's pitching anymore. So that's great. So we have that one thing that we can look back on as one guy who didn't get amazingly better after leaving our organization. So it's the best I can do, guys. Silver lining. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash
1: people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it: Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased
2: equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first purchase. He's yeah, um I don't miss him. The rest are amazing. No I, I, I don't miss no. him at all. Nope. I miss Ed. Mmm. Really miss So Ed. much. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay, uh, I think that's all we've got for uh, Twins. True? I think so. Jonathan, do we still have you? John? Yeah, that's very weird. Let's let's keep trying this again.
3: <laughs> Legitimately, my call keeps
0: failing. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, hey,
3: he's back! John,
1: it's so much better now. We've got you back. <clears throat> I, I keep getting call failed messages. What is this? 1992?
0: Ridiculous. What do you on, the Boost Mobile plan?
1: <laughs> Why didn't I pay my cricket wireless subscription?
0: <laughs> All right. Well that was three minutes of absolute utter podcasting gold. Yeah. Uh now let's talk about uh let's talk about the loons, Jonathan. Why did they, what happened? I mean the guy that the name that I knew is gone. That yeah, makes me I'm, sad.
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty furious about the whole thing. I I think it's fair to say I was Pre-Furious about it before it happened, and Mm -hmm. then it quickly transitioned from pre-Fury to actual Fury. So, Christian Mm -hmm. Ramirez, the guy you've heard of, he has been with Minnesota since 2014, and he's sort of become the face of the franchise, and everybody loved him. And since Minnesota got to MLS last year, they seem like they've been sort of determined to not play him if they can possibly help it. I'm not exactly sure why, and he sort of ruined it for a year and a half by consistently scoring goals the whole time. It really made it hard on the front office and the coaching staff, which had a fairly clear desire to be rid of him at the first possible opportunity. For what reason, I can't possibly fathom that it made it difficult for them because he kept on scoring goals, and so it's hard to take a guy out of the lineup when he scores... All the time for your team So he led the team in goals last year He was doing well this year The only reason he wasn't leading the team in goals Is because Darwin Kintero showed up And was scoring a ton of goals And so finally They just bit the bullet and traded him And everybody lost their minds Because he was the face of the franchise And they basically dumped him for Three quarters of a million dollars Of salary cap space That's it
0: Now so he is players. in
1: is he in LA now? He's in. He's playing for LAFC now And he got his first Start tonight for LAFC They're about 30 minutes into the game And he's already scored two goals for LAFC Shut up, that's <laughs> fucking awesome That's great And wow. I'm sitting here and I'm excited for him And I'm happy for him And I just want to punch my computer I'm
0: just so pissed off At okay, so, Minnesota United So just a quick update, this podcast is now A Diamondbacks Slash Jets Slash LAFC podcast
1: Yes
2: um, it's, John, do It's you know, important
1: that we draw lines in the sand
2: yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know if LAFC has an official Beer partner For their home games I don't But <laughs> I have a Are good feeling about this
0: Yeah What's their mascot What's their team name
1: Their their team name is LAFC God damn it Is there a, like a fun nickname uh, The LAFC's
0: Okay all right. I, I, don't actually, I don't actually know the answer to that. Tried and failed. Um, okay, so here was the thing that was a little bit confusing to me. I saw a couple uh, updates when, okay, so they traded him for something that they needed to turn into other players soon or else it expired. Can you walk me a couple, through how that they works? They have
1: a couple years yet to do that. So Major League Soccer has any number of arcane rules regarding the salary cap which mm. is stunningly low, but there are a whole bunch of exceptions to it. There's three guys on the team. You can pay whatever you want, and then you also get a whole bunch of money that you can use to pay other guys more than the maximum salary, which is like 350000 or something like that. Oh, all right. So, there, it's a little bit hard to understand. It would require a spreadsheet to explain the whole thing, but effectively what they've done here is trade for $750,000 worth of that extra salary cap room that they can pay guys a little extra. So, it's money, but it's not a lot of money, obviously. They're not going to get anybody as good as Ramirez for that amount of money to replace him. Um they did bring in another guy who's a veteran from Columbia, who is now their starting striker. He's not as good as Ramirez. There's no evidence that he's even going to be close to Ramirez. And it's... I, I would like... I, I've been working on a comparison that involves comparing it to Tom Bernanski and Tommy Her, mm. But that would require the Twins to have traded Tom Bernanski for a worse right fielder for no okay. fathomable it it would it's closer and i'm not saying that Ramirez was as popular as this but it's closer than to if they had traded let's say Kirby Puckett for Kevin McReynolds.
0: Mm. Oh, where cut.
1: everybody loved the guy and he was everybody's favorite player and for some reason they were just like nope, we're going we're going with a worse version of this.
0: Right. And hey, we Johan got Santana for Phil Humber.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's A much sadder
0: version of what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay, Yohan Santana for Rick Reed. (laughs) That's oh,
1: (laughs) why do we have to bring the twins into it? I started it, and now I'm sad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it's
1: just I I can't fathom what they were possibly thinking. It made me sad on a fan level because. Christian Ramirez was everybody's favorite player. He wasn't just one of my favorite players. He was everybody's favorite player. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they traded him. And for some reason, they seem to have hated him since the start. I don't know why. I can't explain it. And one of the hardest things... We talk about this a lot in this podcast. One of the hardest things about being a fan is when your team not only loses, but seems to have no plan whatsoever. To not lose.
0: The number one worst thing.
1: It's one thing if they are losing, but at least they seem to have some idea of what they're doing. It's another thing when you're a team like Minnesota United that just loses and loses and loses and never seems to really know what the way out of that is. And I... It's really frustrating. It's extremely frustrating and... I'm looking forward to being an LAFC fan instead.
0: Because there's just gonna a
1: team say, that John, seems to have some sort of idea what they're doing.
0: I mean, you know my theory on how to get out of this, and that's find a backup team. Yeah, But don't I mean, you already have Seattle as a backup team?
1: That's true. I do have he, Seattle as a backup he team. Loves there's another team
0: shoulders. that
1: mm. struggled. They struggled for the first half of the season, so they brought in players that they needed to make their team better, and now they're amazing again.
0: What a weird way to do things. Yeah. So they were bad and got better It's They were bad and they
1: thought, we need better players.
0: And they meant to do this?
1: What they didn't do, the important thing about Seattle is what they didn't do is look at their team and be like, here's our best player. Let's trade him. Let's get rid of him. I think the final piece to making this team better was getting rid of the guy that everybody loves that's one of our best players.
0: It can be exhausting to have a really good player on the team.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's tough when the front office and the coaching staff doesn't like a guy, but he just keeps doing what you want out of soccer players. Bastard. It's hard. It, I don't know what to do about those things. So, anyway, it's it's been dispiriting not only because a player that everyone loved is gone, but also because it feels like nobody has any idea what they're doing.
0: All right, let's role play. I want to do the thing again sorry i keep doing this and i'm sorry that i keep apology apologizing every time i ask you to do this we're gonna play the game where you role play as the gm's mom oh, no. gm's mom i'm manny lagos's mom <laughs> manny you're missing mama lagos i'm married to buzz lagos
1: the best coach in minnesota soccer history so i yep. got that going for me
0: so manny's mom how would she explain this trade
1: uh, I don't know. I got nothing. I can't, uh, this is a terrible bit and I can't do it. Jesus,
0: that bad, huh?
1: I, I'm, I'm furious, Brandon. I'm not in a good mood to make a sarcastic impersonation <laughs> of Manny Lagos' mom. I'm That's furious family. here.
0: John, this is your, this is your thing. It's your bread and butter. This is why we make the big bucks for podcasts. <laughs> this
1: is why we do this podcast.
0: John, this is, an angry this is John why Marthaller you get to imitate the general manager's mom do you think that cricket wireless bill pays for itself? <laughs> this is how we make our money, baby. This is how we get stew money, apparently. I don't know where that money is oh goes, man. man, I wish I wish uh okay, fine, fine. We won't do the game uh maybe someday. Well, let's move on then john i just i i I'd like an explanation from someone why this
1: team is a disaster. Why can't they be better? Every other expansion team seems to be fine. The exception being Orlando City, which was also coached by Minnesota United coach Adrian Heath. That's two hmm. franchises he's
0: ruined so far. How is that possible? That's incredible. That's impressive because I am assuming he's only been in charge of the two. Yeah, that's right.
1: He's been in charge of two teams, and they both are among the biggest tire fires in the league right now.
0: Yeah. Well... That's his move At
1: some point you gotta look in the mirror and say Maybe it's me Maybe it's yeah. me that causes
0: these problems Maybe, I bet he doesn't though <laughs> Anyway, I I'm bet. looking
1: forward to being an, being an LAFC fan
0: Alright John, let's move on um, uh, Did you want to make a public uh, statement about one Lindsey Whalen? Well, I, I think the podcast's official
1: position is that Lindsey Whalen is amazing
0: yeah, and yeah. has been amazing for the majority of our adult lives.
1: Right. Lindsay Whalen is the same age as I am. And the fact that she is still playing professional sports boggles mm-hmm. my mind. Because if I like sleep slightly off, I can't walk for an entire day and a half.
0: Yeah, I sat cross-legged for five seconds and almost had a call-in sick to work. <laughs> Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) My leg has been asleep for four days because I sat on the wrong chair.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. She's been uh, in the public eye and been amazing since we were basically in – or probably high school, right? Because she she was just a phenom in high school. Yep. And then went to the U and was amazing there and just has always stayed great, everything she's done.
2: Olympics. I mean, just
0: It kind of
1: feels – it's a little sad that it's not the the links seem to be going out with uh, with a whimper here. It's it's a little strange because Waylon has not had a good year this year because I think mm-hmm. she and probably Simone Augustus as well sort of got old at the same time, right? And a, a lot of what the, the the links were sort of based on more than anything Maya Moore and Sylvia Fowles scoring, but. I think Waylon was a key component of that because she provided sort of that third option and Augustus as well, providing that third and fourth option, those third and fourth scoring options. And the fact that both of them have struggled is just sort of, uh, it, it's been a little bit like hitting the wall this season. They're, they're in the playoffs, but they're going to have to go through a couple of uh, I the, don't, I don't know what else to call the play in games, the qualifying rounds. Right. So. A lot of a lot of what's going on with the Lynx now is people are saying, "Well, they're the team you don't want to face. They've got the success, but they've lost every other good team in the WNBA multiple times this year. So it's a little hard. It's a little hard to imagine the rest of the league being particularly fearful to play the Lynx at any point in the playoffs, right? So my hope is." in saying any of this, that Lindsey Whalen is going to come out with one final burst of thunder and get like 25 in every playoff game. And just, I assume, I know there were primaries last night, but I assume if the links win another title this year, Whalen will be elected governor. I don't think she was on either ticket, but I think it's going to happen.
0: It's probably in the bylaws somewhere. Yeah. That'd be fine. Somewhere.
1: Yep. I'm okay with that. She can be yep. the coach of the Gophers and the governor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's We're fine. sure. Okay, John. Another question for you. What are esports? Please. <laughs> I, please help me. I have I, no idea. They're they're hugely popular. Yes.
1: They are hugely popular. I feel like we need possibly your son to tell us.
0: Okay, he seems let's... like
1: he might be at an esports age. Do you have any information about esports here?
0: No, my son is of the age where he watches YouTube videos of other people playing video games.
1: Is that not esports? That's what you're telling me right now. Is that it has <laughs> nothing to do with esports?
2: What? What? What does? Uh, back. Can we back up a little bit here? What does the E stand for?
0: Oh, fuck. Um, electronic. It's got to be electronic, right? Oh,
2: like electronic mail or electronic cigarette or electronic yore from the Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool.
0: Electronic
1: yore. That's a
0: terrible okay, joke. Okay, Wikipedia is telling me that eSports <laughs> does indeed stand for electronic sports. See, this is... I cannot believe we this still we keep record, on. post, upload... And continue to do a podcast. We are just reading Wikipedia to each other while recording it. <laughs> what are we doing? Sure
1: learning, I figured though. Stu we're also learning. might not have might have some information here because Stu has a
2: teenager in the house. Yeah, but she doesn't. She like does dance and Snapchat. She doesn't. We don't even have a gaming system. We have an old Nintendo Wii. And what they have down in the basement. So, and I
0: I appreciate you trying to say, no, 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 we do have authority. We should be reporting a podcast. No, we should not have a podcast. This is the worst. We're bad at this. Here's what I I know about esports. So, (laughs) a while back,
1: I wrote a children's book about niche sports because Mm -hmm. how could you possibly have a children's book about niche sports that didn't have me as the author? Mm -hmm. And one of the chapters in that book was about esports because the publisher of this book says, said, you got to put esports in there. So mm-hmm. knowing nothing about esports, I had to write part of a book about esports. And I was a little bit shocked to find out that not only are esports like a thing on the internet, which I assumed, of course, they were, but there are, there's at least one esports tournament that they hold in key arena in Seattle and it literally sells the place out like the day tickets go on sale. People want to go to a basketball arena and watch people play video games on a big screen. And in the course in the course of researching this, I also saw videos of people playing esports that tended to be in like hotel conference rooms, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about?
3: Mhm. Yep.
1: and people would do things and i'm i'm not a very i'm i'm terrible at video games and i don't understand these things but there would be people playing video games and you'd have sort of a camera shot of the people and also a camera on the game and then there'd be announcers commenting on the game which seems impossible to me cuz i've seen people people play video games before and at no point have i ever wanted to hear somebody else talking about what was going on but whatever people seem to enjoy this right. and something would happen in the game these are like iconic clips, like Cordell Stewart in Michigan Stadium, apparently. That's like the level these are revered in the esports community. Uh huh. And these people in the background in this hotel ballroom are losing their minds. Yeah. Just absolutely going wild. And the problem I have, and this is the problem with me, not a problem with esports. The problem with me is I literally can't tell. What has happened to cause them to go wild? I'm going to offer you, I'm going to offer you a comparison here. One time Mm -hmm. I went to a college wrestling meet between Minnesota and Oklahoma State, which I think at the time were like the number one and number two teams, wrestling teams in the country. And pretty regularly, I, I had seen wrestling before in the Olympics and in high school, I think I went to a wrestling meet or two. But what kept happening during this wrestling meet at the college level was something would happen on the mat and it would look exactly like everything that happened before to me. (laughs) But the crowd would just be on its feet braying for blood. And I, I would be, I felt like I was 10 steps behind everybody because everyone, everyone else could clearly see that a pin was about to happen. And it was like only when the referee was hitting the mat that I realized that the match was about to be over whereas everybody else in the arena was up and just shaking their fist and yelling for someone to be killed and thrown to the lions or whatever and the same is very true of esports in that stuff happens on the video game screen and people are going nuts and i have no idea what's going on
0: well if you've never played the video game i have to imagine it's just yeah you're completely lost. the thing that I don't understand, and I think I may have gotten the answer from Wikipedia once again, I cannot <laughs> believe we have a podcast <laughs> is I thought that maybe they made games um specifically for eSports, but I think they basically just play popular games and call it eSports. like no. I think they just play Call of duty or something, right?
1: yes that's correct they play i want to say
2: league of legends
0: league of Uh, legends although the
2: the fortnightly it's fortnightly is what it's called they fork knife they storm a fort every night every night every uh, night
0: it's fort they build a fort every night as you should and they do
2: what they do a minecraft that's how that's that's my understanding
0: yep they craft in their minds mental crafting Um, No, I have heard uh, reports of like, yeah, they'll like sell out the Target Center or whatever, or Madison Square Garden, and people just go apeshit. And I have to imagine it's something that means more to them because they've played the exact same thing that these people are playing, but these other guys, the professionals, are at such a different level that they are just, they can relate to it more than we can relate to like, You know, when Albert Pujols hit that home run against Brad Lidge or whatever that was in 2005, it was like a 99-mile-an-hour high fastball. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but I couldn't relate to it. Right. And I play baseball, but, you know.
1: But both halves of that, both the Brad Lidge and the Albert Pujols half were completely beyond everybody else.
0: Yeah. Like I can't imagine the muscles it would take to throw that hard or being able to see that pitch and turn on it in that sort of regard. Whereas these guys are playing, hold on, let me, they're playing Starcraft two, for example. That's right. Uh, Starcraft two. It's like, yeah, I've played that for a thousand hours and I'm really good at it. And then I go watch these guys and the strategy and whatever else they do is, uh, is just incredible to me. So That still doesn't totally... I still don't totally get it, but... um. So, the context of this, why we're talking about
1: this is... Well, I'm pretty sure, unless you're way into the esports, is because the Timberwolves are going to have a team in the NBA esports league next year. Right, so I don't know what any of that means. Well, I mean, it's people playing the NBA video game against each other. But the thing that confused me that I only discovered today... Was that it's not like there's going to be a team of five guys and one of them is one of them takes Jimmy Butler and one of them is Anthony Towns and apparently they're creating their own characters and playing with them but in Timberwolves jerseys. I don't quite get any of this, but at least makes it makes a little more sense to me than playing Super Smash Brothers against each other. But what it, do the like,
0: Timberwolves have to do with any of this? Like, what do they give a shit? I or think it's mostly the like
1: news? the NBA is constantly trying to not be obsolete NFL style.
3: Yeah. And right. so the
1: NBA is like, all right, what's be- eSports? People love eSports. Um, we should probably do something about that. Let's, let's start an eSports league and all the teams can own eSports teams.
0: It'll be like basketball, but. But but video game basketball and So wait a minute So they're making a video game Themselves That other people will play No 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 What that doesn't make any sense Brandon Okay
1: start over then So you have sat around and watched your friend Play like FIFA Or Madden NFL football Right yes yep So imagine doing that, but your friends are getting paid to play, and also you're watching on, I'm going to say the internet, but it's probably on ESPN or something like that. That's what I'm
0: saying. So it's an existing video game. It's an existing video game, yes. That's right. Okay, that was my question. Is it existing, or are they? is the NBA getting so deep into it, they're like, we're making up our own...
1: I thought you were referring to the people, like, (laughs) you were thinking esports involved programming a video game. And we're all going to no. sit around and watch them build this video
0: game, <laughs> which you know, that would be almost. I'm not even exaggerating here. That w- watching that would be almost as bad as listening to this podcast. Right, I, I that's so fucking awful. That.
2: <laughs> you know, at, at first when we were talking about this, I thought you were, it was like you know e-sports, like you know the e-network. Sure, yeah. like, and it was like. And just the I couldn't figure out exactly. it was like, "It's like you know, like that AJ Benza creep is like doing putt putt golf and <laughs> talking about how you know one of the Kardashians was at a Jamba Juice crying or something like that." That was what esports was, but no, it's yeah, it's it's video games. Okay, I'm and I'm in the clear now. Thank you. Thanks no, it's just the
0: camera follows Pat O'Brien around for his recreational volleyball league. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Oh, God, I almost did a Pat O'Brien there, too. That's, no. And we're back. That wasn't wasn't terrible,
1: either one of you. I. (laughs) Yeah. We may be an hour into this podcast, but I would definitely
0: listen to you two try to imitate Pat O'Brien right now. Then again, I'm going to have to try an underhand (laughs) serve next time. Underhand (laughs) serve next time. Pat O'Brien back after the break.
1: And I want to be clear, to anyone who's under the age of 25 listening to this okay. podcast, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We are the We're oldest sorry. people in the world.
0: I'm so yes. sorry. He was a thing for a minute. <laughs> Look him up. He was very funny for a second. He had a very funny voicemail he left for somebody that we all laughed at. This was pre-Twitter days. You know, like, if this happened now, we would be done joking about it. In like a half an hour. But before Twitter, it took us like two weeks to get through it. We were all doing Pat O'Brien left and right. It was just like a part mm-hmm. of our lives for a while. Just think time was different then.
2: And then, and now we're just lonely men with hard opinions about Dagny Hultgreen. And it's, it's different <laughs> now. It's it not saying it's better. It's just different.
0: It's just different. It's different. Oh, man. Okay, John. I think that I got a lot more educated on esports. I still... Feel very ignorant, but um the fact that we were able to open up the Wikipedia page and read through it together while recording has meant a lot to me.
1: I'm a little it's it's a little strange to be here on a sports podcast and have no opinions on a Vikings preseason game, but mm-hmm. then be the most knowledgeable person about esports. <laughs> I didn't
0: anticipate that when this podcast started. The times <laughs> they are a changing, John. Oof. Do we want to it's uh it's high time we uh we wrap up. Do you do you have any uh, lightning round Wolves questions for me? Um now that everybody hates each other, will you leave town? I can't remember where where I was going with that. <laughs> well, you don't know the first part of the sentence just end with will you leave town. <laughs> will you um, leave town? Yeah, no. I uh I honestly have not been able to think through mentally how, I, how hard I'm going to cheer for the Wolves this year I assume it's going to be similar to last year Which I watched them and hated them simultaneously Which is a tough thing for me It's usually one or the other I watch men and like them Or I hate them and I ignore them Last year they were just good enough And they had just enough spark uh, of interest with Towns and Tyus And obviously Jimmy when he was healthy That I did watch them while of course still hating them I don't know. Hopefully, I get into one or the other camp this year because that was a weird place to be. But you know, if not, I've always got my Sixers. You know, I've been a Lakers fan my whole life, so I love those guys this year. And uh, you know, I got other reasons to watch the NBA. Please don't Is, ask me any follow-ups. <laughs> do you do you agree that Tibbs should be fired? I would love if Tibbs was fired. Okay, I I fell into the. He was a very good coach the first time around. The obviously counter to that was he rode his players too hard, and he was not a modern coach. But when you read all the, the things, the interviews, whatever, Tibbs was very clear of, like, the game's changed. We got to focus on this, that, whatever. And I believed him, and that's my own fault. And, uh, no, um, I don't think old dogs can learn new tricks, so I think he uh, is bad. However, he's still better than basically every other thing that we've had in the past how many years. He's been better than Adelman. He's been better than Rambus, better than McHale, better than fuck all the other guys. So we're screwed eternally, and that's, that's okay. Uh, but I wish it, they were a little bit less angsty to watch while being screwed eternally. So I'm in favor of him leaving, even though I know full well things are going to be worse after that. It's a weird place to be. Like I said, it's just a real, I'm a wreck. I'm an emotional wreck.
1: Brandon, as a, as a baseball pitcher, would you like to comment on the Mets hitting Ronald Acuna because he hit too many home runs against them? Is that what happened? That is what happened. I think I don't have all of the facts, but Acuna, I'm going to say Acuna let off three straight games with a home run or something like that. And so the I first ha- pitch of tonight's game may hit him.
0: Unbelievable. I will never get over it. There's so many. I mean, I love baseball. You know this, right? I'm obsessed with it. But there are so many things about baseball that if you take a step back are just the most insane traditions or whatever uh, in the world. And I think number one is that uh, how emotional baseball players are and their managers and right. whoever else. And they act like they're tough guys when they're actually the biggest fucking babies on the planet. I know. It's
1: such like, an 11-year-old oh,
0: move. It's unbelievable. So you look at like you watch like basketball or watch football or probably even hockey. And these guys like talk shit to each other just constantly. It's a constant stream of them fucking with the other team, right? And that's just like, yeah, we're all very competitive. You go to a baseball game, and if a guy says one peep from the other dugout, everybody on the other team is like, hey, shut up. Shut up. Don't talk to us. And they fucking flip out. They just can't <laughs> handle even a like a tiny little bit of, uh, of feedback. And they try to act like they're all tough guys or whatever, but this is a perfect example of like, well, hey, this guy's really good, and it's embarrassing me. And I'm going to take the like, absolute most immature way out of it. And they act like that's a tough guy thing to do. Man, it's a very funny, odd sport overall. So my official opinion is the Mets suck ass and I hate them. And, and uh, I feel the same way about most baseball fans who can't take uh, any, anybody doing well against them or talking trash to them. I think a cool manly thing to do is let it go. End of statement. (laughs) Your honor. No further questions. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no, I could talk about this for hours, but I just think it's the craziest thing in the world. The absolute craziest. Remember when one guy uh, like 10 years ago hit a home run and then at the end of the inning was running out to this position in the field and he like gave a bunch of high fives to the fans like on his way out to the outfield? And uh, all of baseball just lost their minds. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's not how we do things around here. I mean, there's a million examples like this where if you take a step back, you're like, he shouldn't be... What now? He shouldn't be high-fiving people when he's happy? Is that what we're saying? Is that the...
1: (laughs) I think if I was the commissioner of baseball, my first move would be to take Brian McCann. And I I would say hire him, but... Really what I mean is lock him in the office next to mine. Yes. And then anytime something like this happened, I'd go next door and get Brian McCann's opinion and do the exact opposite. Whatever he says should happen, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And baseball
0: is going to get way better. The point of baseball should be let's have the most fun possible. It's a boring right. sport. We need to make this as fun as possible. I still I remember I've talked about this before. Carlos Silva threw a complete game shutout. And he covered first for the last out, and he was excited. He threw a complete game shutout. So he turned and threw the ball into the stands, and he got yelled at by Ron Gardenhire <sighs> after the game. Right. <laughs> like, Act like you've been
1: there before. No. Well, it's like, Carlo Silva. He's never throwing
0: another complete game shutout. Or how about he's you been there back a lot, coaches. and that's fine, and you can just throw the ball into the stands because the game's over. In no other sport, if anybody did any of that, would you be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's calm down here. You look like you're actually outwardly happy. Please stop it. Ah, baseball. I love you and I hate you.
1: All right. On that note, let's all go yell okay. at people on Twitter about Christian religion. All right.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm on it. Um, Stu, right. you uh, especially. Yeah, Stu, I'm I want to see some anger to out of you on that one. But I do Super encourage everyone too. to look for rising North Pale Ale at their local liquor store.
1: Stu so good. I. The term Benedict <laughs> Arnold gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> oh man!
2: All you right, the, well let's press. You stop. are the Neville
1: Chamberlain <laughs> of Minnesota United
0: Soccer. So true.
2: Already. right.
0: All right. I'm saying goodbye. Let's log off.
1: <laughs> Brandon has got to log off before I say something even more inflammatory.
0: <laughs> All right. Next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip?